scatters. Box scatters. Box scatters. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 54, Feel That Quality. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. What's going on, guys? Television. Anything much? It's a bit... Uh, the lighting in here is a bit moody. It is a bit, it is a bit moody. Yeah. Uh, I think the, no one uh, can see that. the video podcast people will have trouble making us out. There is no video, video podcast. Mm. Boxcutters.net slash vlog. They'll still have trouble making us out. Possibly more so if yeah. there's no video podcast. Probably. Probably. Boxcutters is all about television. That's what we discuss. That's what we argue about. That's what we sometimes get into punching fights over. That's what we rant about. Well, it's what you rant about. Yes. And I'm planning to do some ranting tonight. Really? Oh, yeah. That's so odd, Ross. Yes, yes. So odd. So uh, coming Fox up, Cutters is such a good outlet for me. It's so much <laughs> healthier than me just sitting at home swearing at the television, <laughs> beating the wife and children. I don't beat the wife and television. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're coming in to Fox Cutters and have your rant here. That's right. Hello, yeah. Doctor Freud. Wife and television. <laughs> uh, coming up later on in Box Cutters, we are well with pork. We're going to end it with pork. What a surprise! No surprises in uh, in this episode of. Oh, hang on. Yes, there are. I don't buy it. So big. So many ads to talk about. Mm -hmm. Split into two different segments. Fantastic. I don't buy it A and I don't buy it B. Yeah. And then we're going to have the I don't buy it taste test and see if you can tell the difference between A and B. (laughs) I, uh... It seems to have been in a bit of a lull. We haven't done many I don't buy it's over the last few weeks and then all of a sudden I'm not buying anything that I'm seeing on the ads. (laughs) It's just yeah, Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, Big Love is a show that we mm-hmm. mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about it later on. Talk about some new shows. There's some crap TV. But as we do each and every week, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. And speaking of kicking things off, 9MSN reports that free-to-air TV kicks off a sports campaign. It's the first time I've ever been able to use that segue. It's exciting. <laughs> That's the only reason I've got this article. No, uh, the, the uh, free-to-air TV stations have banded together uh, to call themselves Free TV Australia. And they're going to uh, start a series of advertisements to urge sport lovers to voice their concerns over the attempted hijacking of sport by pay TV. You'd be uh, a big supporter of that, wouldn't you, Brett? Of defending sport being hijacked by pay, pay TV? Uh, no, of... Defending it not, defending being, it hijacked. not being hijacked. Basically arguing for sport to stay on free-to-air TV. Yes, I would. Not that I'm a big viewer. There's a there's a petition online, I believe, at the moment already. Save our sports. Something, something, something. Right. Well, according to this, Australians watched 1,648 hours of sport on free-to-air TV last year. <laughs> I thought you were going to say on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite possible. Uh, but uh, it's, it's quite possible that uh, popular events like Wimbledon, V8 supercars, will uh, not always be available for free. Mm-hmm. Which... To me, as I've said in the past, makes perfect sense. 
whoever has the most money to go for it, go for it. Now, this is also uh, to do with uh, Senator Helen Coonan and new media laws, and they're thinking of introducing a uh, use-it-or-lose-it clause with sport. Which is, which is fine. If they want it that much, they can keep using it. The things that they're not going to use, sure, pay TV is just going to pick up the crumbs and slowly build a, a bigger audience. How would that work with something like the US Open, where Channel 9 was showing the whole every day of the Open, and now they're just showing the finals? I'm guessing that would be up to the PGA who, uh, who sell the rights. Mm-hmm. And uh, if two companies go for the rights... I know, I'm talking about the tennis. But oh, sorry. That doesn't matter. Uh, well, that, that would be up to the Tennis Federation, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably who, not the PGA. <laughs> probably not the PGA. Uh, who sell the rights and, yep. and then say, yep. uh, right, well, you're either going to show all of it mm-hmm. or you're going to show none of it, if that's what they want. Mm-hmm. It's, it's then, I, I would think, up to, the, uh, up to the distributor of the information to decide whether they want more people to watch it, whether they want the whole thing to be, be available. Mm. That would be that. That would be what would happen in Josh Canal's Fair Australia. All oh, right, <laughs> I'm starting that campaign now. Speaking of sport, speaking of sport, Channel Seven. Channel Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Channel Seven uh, will review its 50-year association with the Olympics if radical changes to the scheduling are given the go-ahead for the 2008 Beijing Olympics. I didn't know that they had a. 50-year association with the Olympics? Well, uh, no other network has ever uh, shown the Summer Olympics. Have they not? I thought, I thought LA was on Channel 9 for some reason. I don't think so. But, yeah, that's a long, ongoing thing. Uh, they're pressuring the International Olympic Committee not to pursue the dramatic changes, uh, but they're expected to rubber-stamp the changes to suit the American mm. primetime viewers. I, th- I, think, I think it's already too late. I think it's already too late. They're already uh, they're already changing around the the swimming times in all the events leading up to the Olympics to to make it so that the finals are in the morning, so that the swimmers get used to it. I I, think, I don't think Channel Seven have much to worry about. If if last if if the most recent World Cup was anything to go by, Australians are willing to stay up to ridiculous hours. To watch the sport they love. No, no, but it's going to be a morning thing. So it's, it's going to be during work hours, not and overnight. Yeah, and prime time. I mean, you know, that, that, will be a, that would have been a huge winner for them. Prime time, Summer Olympics, swimming, to, to then go to 9 o'clock in the morning or something like that. Very it'll be, it'll be a disaster. It'll be a disaster oh, for it, Channel 7. It'll be, it'll be a... As far as the ratings boxes go, mm. sure, because nobody has ratings boxes at their homes... But if Oztam would ever come okay. around to, to... At work. Sorry, but yeah, people don't have rating sponsors right. at, at work. Thank you. It's <laughs> been a long week. Or... <laughs> it's been a very long week. But if, uh, if Oztam get their act together in time and start working out a way to, to estimate how many people are watching it at work, because I, a, I lot s- of, a lot of workplaces wheel out a TV for, for yeah, the Olympics. I, I still think it's a disaster for Channel 7. I think, I think it's, they... They'd be understandably they'd be furious about losing a prime time event to be going to on in the mornings. I think they'd be absolutely furious. And since when are Oztam thinking about improving their survey (laughs) collection techniques? Well, never. But but they've got two years to do it. Uh, The thing is, if you were the IOC, would you be more concerned about to the Americans? Sorry, out to the Americans. They're paying the most money. It's a they've got a market of 
over 200 million people, mm-hmm. a potential market of over 200 million mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. We have 10% of that. Mm-hmm. And, and just, it's, they would have paid presumably 10 times the money? Yeah. So it just makes perfect sense. I really don't think Channel 7 have a leg to stand on. No. But sure, have a whinge, last, get over it. Last report, they were going to rope them into their Channel 7 versus the rest of the world lawsuit. <laughs> right. So it's going to be and the Olympics. It is, the, <laughs> it, it is actually the IOC's fault that uh, C7 stopped being broadcast. Ah, the, is it? Yeah, the Optus Channel 7. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really because of the IOC. And I think the Freemasons and the Knights Templar. Right, but yes. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of sport and television and some such, it was broken in the age today that AFL is likely to broadcast, have all broadcast, all games broadcast on free-to-air this year. It's something we were discussing a few weeks ago, but apparently now uh, I think uh, the head of the AFL chief executive, whoever he is, Andrew, Andrew Dimitriou, has come out and I said... I think he was just on a roll having spoken so much on Monday night he just couldn't stop himself from speaking. <laughs> he's, uh, Carton, he's got, he's got a sense of... Uh, he's got a bit of a sense of humour. You know, when he was reading out the names in the Brownlow and... If uh, if they had the same initial as the people who were winning, he'd pause, leave the. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Do you? Oh, so so it I would was be at like party, so if it was like Adam Goods who eventually did, won, did win, it would be and it would a... Adam Snyder got the votes. He'd say, "Oh right, three votes, Sydney, a Snyder." <laughs> <laughs> right, it was he... hysterical. Right, it's no Strawny. No. <laughs> No, he's not. I, I saw a bit of Strawny. I, I still can't believe how... I mean, I think Strawny's quite funny and probably the best thing that the roving people d- do, the thing I like the most mm. out of that whole thing. But I can't believe how influenced he is by David Brent. Yeah, that's that's. I can't believe how influenced all of Australia is. Well, not all of Australia. Kind of Victoria and west of Victoria uh, is by him. It's It's ridiculous. Everyone, it, like, it's just a TV character. But mm. footy fans are mad for him. Mm. News just at hand, footy fans mad for Strawny. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see what happens with the AFL. But as a footy fan, fantastic. If they're on, if, they're, if all games are broadcast free to air, bring it on. Well, one of the interesting things about it is that uh, 7 and 10 are both going to have Saturday night games. And so they're going to be competing against each other. Sunday afternoon games. One Which one's is, gonna have a one's gonna have a two o'clock game and the other's gonna have, you know, a one o'clock game and a twilight game. Which is fine. I I reckon maybe that'll give me a chance to actually start following Carlton again because 'cause I've never really been much for, for going to the games. I think it'll give mm-hmm. me a chance uh not to have to watch anything on the weekends and yeah. so be able to catch up on those videos. Yeah, if you can get your housemate off your couch. <laughs> hey, he's moving out. Hey, while we're... And he's gone to Adelaide today. Hooray! At boxcutters.net is where you can email us. Uh, while we're talking about... Not that about... I told him to get out or anything. We, we didn't even broach the issue. You didn't broach the issue? No. no. Oh. I got him to, to clean his dishes more often. But I didn't mention the TV, kind of the couch groove. It, 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 it was on. kind of, you know, small just, steps. Yep. While we were talking about uh, pay television versus free-to-air television, mm-hmm. let's go back to that. Okay. Uh, according to Foxtel, the uh, federal government's planned approach to the deregulation of digital TV is unfair. They say that it's weighted in favour of the free-to-air networks, 
who uh, really they've put a submission into the Senate inquiry into media reform bill uh, that's been introduced into the Houses of Parliament, and they say that there's a track record of manipulating regulatory favour amongst the free-to-air networks. Uh, somebody, uh, no, the uh, the. Uh, submission said, unfortunately, the overall approach to deregulation in digital television is unbalanced and continues to be dangerously and unfairly weighted in favour of commercial television. Dangerously? Mm. It what? is quite dangerous. Re- really? How? I don't know. That's, I can't back that up. Who's, how is it dangerous? <laughs> well, it's dangerous for Foxtel, sure, but it's not dangerous to anybody else at all. It, it kind of makes sense. A, that the government has a vested interest in uh, supporting the free-to-air networks because they get licence fees from the free-to-air networks. And, uh, you know, it is their airwaves that th- these networks are broadcasting on. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense in the same way that it makes sense that uh, the government's always going to kind of push whatever Telstra does because they have 51% controlling interest the government's decisions are going to be where the government's interests are. It's no surprise to anyone, Foxtel. Mm. But the, it has been interesting. <laughs> it has been interesting with all these uh, existing kind of mainstream media figures whining about various parts of the, the proposed legislation. Yeah. They're and all just big freaking whiners. You know what? I, I, you know, I said my bit about this ages ago and uh, really... I'm not prepared to go into it again. If you want to know, boxcutters.net is where you can find my huge rant about uh, all the problems with the proposed changes. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, news out of the UK. Doctor Who, uh, regular viewers may have uh, picked up that there seems to be a predominance of episodes that are actually based on Earth. That's there are. Going there are. To... This, this last series particularly, there's just been a, a ridiculous amount of... Uh of England last week, next week, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks in the future. Well, Doctor Who Supremo and idol of probably two-thirds of box cutters, Russell T Davies, <laughs> has cited budgetary constraints as the real reason for the TARDIS's lack of trips to alien planets. I... I I think that's a bit of a cop-out because one of the endearing things about the original series of Doctor Who was all the sets that would wobble when the Daleks would bump into one of them or, or the, uh, yeah, that, that's stuff right. like that. The bubble wrap monster. Mm-hmm. The bubble wrap monster was one of the scariest things ever and it was just bubble wrap dipped in green paint, but still terrified. Really, me. For, for me, one of the scariest things ever I, I saw many years later and it was really cellophane oh, yeah. hung over several strings, like yeah. just clear cellophane hung over several strings and shaken with some lights shone through it. Oh. Uh, and, it, you know, to me, that looked like a scary entity. Yeah, yeah. So, budgetary constraints, that's bullshit. You know what? Uh, creating unearthly landscapes is hugely expensive. Oh, yeah. And, it's uh, it's and too pro- expensive to do location shoots on other planets, Russell Davies. And would provoke <laughs> strong criticism if carried out cheaply. Ah. Oh. Much better to have characters dancing to ELO for half the episode, like a few weeks back. Did that really happen? Yeah, it really happened. Well, not for half the episode, but hey, uh, what do three you reckon, times. What do you reckon was the scariest Doctor Who back in the day? I reckon it was the one where the uh, the guy played the organ to the plant, and the plant ate people. Do you remember that one? I never got to see the original ones. Oh, I don't, for that me, was terrifying. the uh, the the special, the TV special, the Five Doctors, mm-hmm. where uh, they had that uh, the the end thing was. 
he who wins loses and he who loses wins. And they were all looking for the secret of true immortality. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that the guy who actually ended up doing it uh, just became part of a larger monument. And so he became immortal in that way. Uh, And uh, that's that to me was truly frightening this idea that you could you could search for something so hard and want it so badly and then you just get ripped off right at the end i don't know it really spoke to me yeah i'm actually looking forward to this week's uh doctor who given that this is the one where rose dies oh really she she dies dies yeah well i hope so that's (laughs) what i've been (laughs) really yeah apparently so she's being replaced yeah yeah there's a new uh there's a new assistant for the next series it's, it's not that. It's oh, not we're that coming up friend. to the end of the series already. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're a little behind. <laughs> so, have you just have you just released a, a terrible spoiler onto the world with Rose dying? Uh well, yes. Unless anybody saw the preview for last week, where she said, "This is the story about how I die." Right. Right. And I'd heard uh, just off the back of the last episode of the last series that she wasn't returning at the end of this series. So mm. it's been around there, been out there for a long time. Hey, uh, the FX channel in the UK is releasing a PVR resistant ad. How? Well, it's basically just going to show whatever it is, the product. It's a static message. 30 seconds. So that when you fast forward it 12 times, you just see the same message. Ah, that's clever. But what if you fast just... Fast forward it times 12, not 12 times. But so what, what if you just skip forward 30 seconds? You'll, you'll, you'll still see it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit like uh, before DVDs were the norm and on the, the, the video library cassettes, you'd have that freaking boring thing. Have, have you, you got, got what, what you, you paid, paid for? for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, now they've got around that with DVDs because they've just got segments you can't fast-forward or skip through. Yep. Really? Yeah. I think it depends on the player that you've got. But uh, it's good that we don't even really have this technology prevalent in this country yet, and already the ads are beating it. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a problem at all. Hooray for us. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Channel 10 have uh, stolen... No, sharked! Sharked. Channel yes. 10 have sharked the uh, head of sales from Channel 9. Really? Yeah, well, not really sharked him. I mean, he left Channel 9 in August 2005, but kind of. He's gone over to Channel 10 now as a consultant. He's going to assist That's with what's known as a slow sharking. A slow sharking. <laughs> He's going to assist with sales-driven projects. His name is Vance Lotheringer, and that's the one and only time you're ever going to hear his name in the news, I'm sure. Uh, over the week, uh, we've had the debuts of uh, all the new TV over in the US. Some of which we'll be talking about a bit later on the show. Yes. Oh, you didn't mention that to me before. Really? Uh, I, I gave running, you a running list. It's on the running list. New shows. Yeah, that's what it means. Sorry. Here, give. Um, Heroes <laughs> was uh, the hit of the week, uh, which is heading seven's way. Uh, Which I think is is possibly because it skews a bit younger than a lot of the other shows. Yes, it's about uh, ordinary it's, people with superpowers fighting an unknown worldwide menace. Mm, it, 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 yeah, it, it has a bit more crossover with younger viewers. And, uh, and, and the, the X Men. It's described here as a lost knockoff. Yeah, well, last week we talked about it being a mix between Lost and the X Men, but really, it sounds like the X Men, which is also what Project X sounded like. 
was it Project X? It was no Mutant X. Project X was the one with the monkey. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Helen Hunt. Brothers and sisters with our very own Rachel Griffiths. Callista Flockhart and Sally Field was the uh, next best debuted. The bust of the week was Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. It wasn't really a bust. It was was just... the, the, The lowest performing debut. Given that it was leaked onto YouTube before. Yeah. The pilot. Sorry? The pilot. Yeah, I I would... uh, I would see how episode two does. And I also think that's going to be a, a slow climber. I mean, it's, Which it, means it should be taken off already. You can't have anything slow climbing anymore. If it doesn't perform on the first day, get it off the air. No. Well, I, if, if we'd done that, Brett wouldn't still be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Ow! zing, zing. Jericho copped uh, <laughs> uh, 11.4 million viewers in the US, but uh, still lagged behind Dancing with the Stars over uh, there. And how did Jericho do in Australia, One Wonders? Ah, well, well, if only I had that user <laughs> item ready. Uh, Jericho in Australia had uh, 1.2 million viewers, oh, that's, which is that's a, pretty huge, good. a huge amount. Interestingly, with that figure, though, they only got 41% of their share in the uh, 16 to 39 demographic. Mm-hmm. I think the myth... Uh, are we going off your media release now, Mr. Ten Head Honcho? <laughs> uh, no, this is uh, from Variety. Oh, really? That, that, yeah. You're not um, spinning that up for your own network? Not spinning that up for the network I don't own, Brett. Uh, it, uh, it had one of Simon or Simon in it, you know, from Simon From and Simon, Simon and Simon. But I can't remember which one. Simon? Yeah, possibly. Right. Is it the one who is in Major Dad? Possibly. It's the one with the moustache in Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the one who was in Major Dad. He was uh, Simon. Oh, he right, was. Right. He was Rick, I think. There was AJ was and it? Rick in Simon and Simon. I think he was Rick. Right. Okay. Or possibly AJ. <laughs> Glad we sorted that out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty much a hit. Let's hope that it uh, keeps its figures because this whole idea of day and date broadcasting stuff from the States into Australia... I love the pants off it. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough. So hopefully, uh, I know that Channel Nine are, are following close behind uh, with uh, with their suck. with their reality shows, Channel but Nine still suck. not close enough. No, Channel Nine can all burn in hell. In hell. <laughs> hey, uh, we've had a week of uh, executive corporate executive uh, salary reports this week, which uh, is a requirement of the ASX. Soldier here is on 8.7 mil or something. Um, another CEO, Eddie Maguire. Now we actually find out what he gets. $4.7 million. A year. A year. Um, which is quite interesting because at the, at the time when, when he was just going into the position, um, he, was, he was talking about the bath that he was going to be taking uh, moving into the position compared to what he was getting as an on-screen presenter. So... Um, that's that's a pretty good wicket for on screen. Mm, it's not too bad at all. Yeah, I uh, I'm quite jealous. Mm. I, I'm speechless with jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of Channel Nine, they have claimed ratings victory this week, and in the process of doing so, surprise, surprise, Surely they've upset Channel Seven. We've got like another ten weeks or something of, of well, ratings. Well, it depends theory. how you count the ratings points. Uh, oh, so if you cheat like Channel Nine might do. <laughs> well, Channel Nine claim that they've won twenty out of the forty weeks nationally. And so they're halfway there. 
and they're claiming that as a victory given that there's 10 weeks to go but, because because their lead is unassailable. That's well, true. If you count it out of weeks. Yes, but, that's but isn't true. it actually the 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 average uh, viewer figures over the year? Well, no. that's so. That's what no. Apparently, it usually is, and that's what really? Channel Seven are saying. That's usually it's the uh, percentage of average viewers, and if you minus the Pepsi Olympics, Channel Seven is on thirty five point six, and Channel Nine is on thirty five point five. Oh, ooh, neck and neck. But nine has included the Pepsi Olympics, and that puts them twenty nine point four and seven twenty seven point eight. Uh, and uh, seven clearly haven't been looking at the figures for the last few weeks because they're going to lose it. Like, if they might as well just not make a fuss now, and yeah, and then when nine claim victory again in two weeks, saying, "Well, now we're using your way of doing it." Just be happy with that. Well, yeah. Channel 7 spokesman Simon Francis said, no one ever analyzes a rating year based on weeks one. Uh, Nine continues to include the Commonwealth Games in its analysis of the year, but strangely has excluded the Barcelona, Atlanta, Sydney, and Athens Olympics when proclaiming victory in those rating years. Mm. Right. So let me get this straight. People are using ratings in a way that suits them. <laughs> wow. I wonder how that could happen. Is Have we ended up with a system that's allowed that? Oh, oh. Hey. hey. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of haze. Yes. No, you no. don't have any more news. No, I'm no, no. Yeah, but you, you both hate, so. <laughs> uh, Saturday Night Live. Yep. Something I haven't seen live ever. No, well. Uh, On a Saturday night, even. Uh, Lord Michaels has confirmed that Horatio Sands and Chris Parnell are both leaving the Saturday Night Live. Did Lorne Michaels used to be in Bonanza? No, that was Lorne Green. Okay. Who's Lorne Michaels? <laughs> he's... Is that your buddy? He's been the producer of Saturday Night Live since it started. Okay. As I say, I, I don't get to see it. So who's leaving? Two people we've H- never heard of. Horatio Sands, who uh, is the fat guy, and Chris Parnell, who is not necessarily as fat. Wasn't Chris Farley the fat guy? No, but that was years ago. What about James Belushi? Yeah, but he was always living in his brother's shadow. Uh, what about... Um, John Belushi, he also died. That's why he ah, had to kill uh, him. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, David Spade? Not so fat. Not so fat. But yeah. also not Chris Parnell. Right. You see how that works? How about Will Ferrell? Not so fat. Just tall. No, he's, he's large, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him is, fat. Is, do they have a requisite fat guy? How about yes. Jack Black? Yes, much like they have a, a requisite black guy, they have a requisite fat guy. What about really? Jonathan Coleman? I don't think either of those guys were ever on Saturday Night Live, Brad. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, it's, it's just more people leaving Saturday Night Live. Have they, done anything, have they done anything outside of Saturday Night Live? Yeah, they've done... F- were they, were they, they weren't the two in, in that, uh, that movie, Saturday Night oh, Harold and that. Kumar go to White Castle? <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> We um, should mention Harold and Kumar every show. Not on the town or something? Ha- have either of you actually seen Harold and Kumar? No. <laughs> no, neither have I. <laughs> Email us at array at boxcutters.net if you have seen Harold and Kumar go this to White Castle. unofficial rating survey. And catch Legionnaire's disease. Summer's, <laughs> summer's on the way. <laughs> Was that the subtitle? Yeah. Right. Remember? Do you remember? We were discussing that on the show because Hungry Jack's... Ah, never mind. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> summer's on the way and with that... Is there a prequel to that? 
Dennis Lilly and Jeff Thompson will be reunited in the Australian team for a series of beach cricket internationals this summer. Hang on, DK Lilly and Jeff Thompson. Yep. Beach cricket. Beach cricket. Alan Board is going to lead the Australian team, which will also include Mark Waugh, Kim Hughes, Dean Jones and Damien Fleming. Uh, the matches will be played on specially developed plastic matting with a beach cricket ball loaded on one side so it is guaranteed to swing. The six side matches will be televised by the 10 Network. Wow, that's one of the most fucked things I have ever heard. <laughs> Um, apparently they, they had a bit of a, a hit uh, outside the Opera House up in Sydney. They trucked in a bunch of sand and, and made a beach. And uh, Yeah, because there are no <laughs> beaches in Sydney. <laughs> and um, uh, who was it? Somebody, somebody whacked it over the fence and uh, into the harbour. Right, was that six and out? I suspect it wasn't. Right, if they're not going to use beach cricket rules, then they can... Oh. That just, it, it was, just it, it sounds was never ridiculous. six and out hitting it into the water on the beach. It was six and out hitting it on the roof or over the, over the oh, fence. But if you hit it over the fence and it's unretrievable, that's six and out. doesn't matter where you're playing. I'm sure if you're, yeah, if you're playing beside a body of water, then that would be six and out. I wonder if it was, uh, if it was one hand off the opera house sails. Oh, it would have to be. Yep. So you, cause we used to play with a pond. There was a pond nearby and if the ball went in the pond you just use the bat to scoop it out but you can't really do that with sydney harbour i'm no. guessing no and uh but you know this is this is a, a bit higher at a level they probably had uh marshals in boats waiting for the balls to come in <laughs> and are they going to have automatic wicket keeper <laughs> it's going to be tippity runs is it really no Hey, uh, Lily Tomlin and Gary Cole, who were both in the last few seasons of The West Wing, have both signed up to do an HBO comedy pilot called 12 Miles of Bad Road, which is going to focus on an extremely wealthy family in Dallas. But unlike the show Dallas, is going to be intended as a comedy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just a short, short news article. Short one. Zip. Done. Brett? Uh, I'm sure I've got some... You do, you've got Kath and Kim. Ah, yes. Um, American producer Ben Silverman, who adapted The Office for US audiences, which uh, came on, got cancelled, came back, and is now winning Emmys, uh, has his... actually quite pretty funny. It's it's not as bad as as it looked like it was going to be. Mm. But from the bits that we've caught on Channel 10. Channel 10. No, I've seen the whole suit. I've seen the whole lot. Oh, really? Uh, Have you got it? Uh, no, no, I he's just know. seen it. I don't he's know what you it. mean. Have I got it? I, I've seen them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, have you got it? You should see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if Channel Ten will bother showing the next series. Really? Not even at the dynamic <laughs> eleven forty time slot. Well, you know, it's up against The Apprentice these days. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ben Silverman has his sights set on Kath and Kim. What, they're going to import it or they're going to recreate it? Adapt it. Wow. Those women are never going to have to work ever again. Mm. That's fantastic. That's pretty much true. But, I mean, think think about where they're actually going to go with it. Are they going to be rednecks? Are they going to be... They're they're not particularly poor characters. My name is Elle. I mean... Maybe that's where the appeal is. I'm Maybe not... because my name is Earl's doing well. It's it's uh, trailer trash chic. Maybe, but, hey, but but no no. My name is Earl isn't about laughing at bogans, which is what Kath and Kim's about. That's mm. true, and I'm not sure it'll be able to translate. 
No, oh, I, I, I don't think it will be able to translate either. But oh, I'm sure they'll work something out or not. Who cares? They're going to earn a lot of money. Uh, I forgot to mention in that last news item, I also had uh, other things on HBO that are coming up. They've uh, greenlit a series of Flight of the Concords, starring the New Zealand comic duo Flight mm. of the Concords. Uh, so I think that's interesting. They're going to have their own HBO show. Uh, and also new episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Entourage, and Extras uh, uh, lined up for HBO. A couple of quick news items before we go. Uh, the NAB, the NAB, the National Australia Bank, National, whatever you want to call them, uh, they're going to reduce their TV spend and move a lot of their advertising online. Move it away from the television, move it online. They're looking at a lot more... Uh, interactive things one project that they're working on is uh something where people are going to be able to design their own uh, online accounts their own bank accounts what do you mean design i like, don't know that's just ooh, what they check say. out the design of my savings account oh i'd like really high Doesn't fees really and nice. not to be able to use the atm you can have it <laughs> You can have it. And lastly, and most obscurely in the news, MGM TV has commissioned an animated series based on the Mel Brooks 1990, sorry, 1987 film Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would they do that now? It makes absolutely no sense. You know, whenever shows like this come up, you just really get the feeling that there's just a bunch of people in a room sitting there and they've been sitting there for weeks just going, what about if we turn the carpet into a TV show? No, <laughs> we did that already. No, <laughs> what about Spaceballs? It's, it's like when I'm trying to think of a new email address, I just look on my bookshelf to, uh, to see what book titles I've got, what mm. authors' names I've got, what I can use as far as words that will go together for a good like hotmail address. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what they're doing. They're, they're just, they're looking at, uh, uh, we've got Spaceballs on the shelf. Does mm. anybody watch, want to watch it? No. No, we've all seen it. It's funny. It's Pizza the Hut. Ha, 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 ha. How about we turn that into an animated series? Yeah. And uh, uh, I used to always think with Simpsons that whenever they ran out of ideas, they'd just go through old episodes and find a little gem and then try and flesh that out into a whole into an entire episode and uh on one of the futurama commentary tracks they pretty much admitted really as much as that yeah oh that's exciting mm. you heard it here first not really it's not it, it, it's actually terribly terribly disappointing no it's it's exciting that they admit it yeah it's it's disappointing that it's true <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. And, and I'm that. sure we can't say that you heard it here first because it's on the commentary. <laughs> you, you did. You heard Ross say it first. It's like it's like Barbara Walters saying it's a worldwide exclusive. Uh, well, if she can Apart do it. From Caroline Wilson, exclusively in the age today. We broke on box cutters weeks ago. Yes. But then we then we said it probably wasn't true. <laughs> sure, we didn't have Andrew Demetrio on the phone going, "Yes, yes, boys, you're right." That's true. You're right, but we we said, yeah, "Keep your eyes out for it." Oh, Caroline Wilson, I'll get you. And that is the box cutters news. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible. I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. Now, oh, sorry. 
Did you want to... I was just going to say it's the sounds of crap TV. It is the sounds of crap TV. Last week we were talking about Rome. Mm. Yes. And at that point I hadn't actually seen it. Right. And you had seen it. I'd seen about 20 minutes of it and couldn't get into it. And didn't like it. And you had found out that apparently Channel 9 were planning not to show episode 3. That's me, Brett, that you're looking at, Ross. (laughs) Just for the listeners playing at home. Yes, that's true. (laughs) If you just said yes, that's true, that that would have solved the problem. (laughs) Most people are on the video podcast now anyway, so it it really doesn't matter. There Uh, is no video podcast. (laughs) Well, I love the cough button now. I'm not going to use it all the time. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was watching Rome, and I watched the first one from tape, taped off television. Yes. And I watched the second one via download. Because you have this rule that you can't really pass judgment on a show until you see two episodes. Yes, that's true. But I actually quite liked it. Right. Anyway, I watched the second one and was quite confused when they were only halfway through what I'd seen in the first episode. Right. Explain. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. There were large segments of episode two, which had been in what Channel 9 called episode one. Is that maybe why I didn't like it? Because it seemed disjointed. Well, I did a bit of research on it, and apparently Channel 9 were playing the crappy edited shithouse BBC version of it which has whittled down 12 episodes to about eight. Right. Which there's been a staggering amount of complaints about, which anybody who has seen both series says that the channel, the, the BBC version is just absolutely appalling. And from, from what I've seen, they've just chut, cut out large chunks of dialogue. They've cut out scenes with two people, anything. It's not, you know, it's not the kind of salacious stuff. It's not the nudity or anything like that. They've just cut out random, like random, random bits of story. Bits of story. Uh, so at first my, uh, my, yeah, my conspiracy theorist uh, nature, I thought that channel nine had just edited it together and I was ready to, uh, I was ready to get furious with channel nine, but apparently yeah, they were showing the BBC version, which begs the question, why then didn't it go onto ABC? Yeah, that is that. Well, maybe uh, H- it's an HBO show. It's, it's a an HBO. Show. It's an HBO and BBC co-production. Maybe HBO sold it to to Channel Nine. But why then didn't they sell the proper version? Maybe maybe Channel Nine knew they were going to cut it after two episodes, and well, that was what we were actually saying. Actually, picked up a discount. <laughs> By getting the crap version from the BBC. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we were speculating last week, because that's why they had no intention to show episode three, because they never planned to get there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why this was on... Uh, this was... They showed the BBC version. I did also want to say, though, that uh, Channel 9 cancelling Rome the day after it premiered, just because it didn't have sufficient audience, is absolute fucking bullshit. I think that uh, Channel 9 can get fucked... <laughs> I don't want the cough button. I want Channel 9 to know my fury and everybody out there to know my fury. I think this is just treating viewers with absolute contempt. And the next time Channel 9 wins, oh, our profits are down because of people downloading and shit like that. Well, this is why. They, br- you, they bring 9. it on themselves. Exactly. I want everybody out there listening 
to download TV shows. Any shows that are going to be on Channel 9, if you can download them, download them. If you can't download them, surely you can find a friend who can download them for you. Don't watch anything on Free to Air. They don't deserve it. Let's send them broke, the fuckers. I've got all of Series 1 of Rome. Oh, do you? Yep. Oh, fantastic. Of of the 12 episodes? I the proper? believe so. Well, mm. I might, maybe I'll get that from you and I'll give yep. it another chance if it's if it's. I, I, thought it, I thought it was really good. Have you got around to watching it yet? No. Right. Not no. that, Been not too that busy we, working uh, and partying. Not that we encourage downloading on this no, show. No, no. Wait, I wait let me finish. Let I me encourage finish. downloading, damn Let it. me finish. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> not that we encourage downloading on this show, but downloading is a great way to get some television. And we all love it. Well, I, 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 I'm not sure I agree. I think download the hell out of it. Let's send Channel 9 broke. I think uh, they deserve it. I oh, think yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're so sick of the way they treat shows, particularly HBO shows. I agree with it. I think people should download as much as they can mm-hmm. and teach the networks a, a lesson. Mm-hmm. But I also don't endorse it. Ah, right. <laughs> yes. right. You see? You see how that came in? Yes, I do. Yeah. That's Whereas the- I, Brett, endorse downloading wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's, uh, yeah, that's crap TV. Nice. Are you one of those that follows the Follows the Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. You know what I don't buy? What? Badly made clothes. Really? <laughs> yeah, but it's, this isn't my segment. So, Brett, what don't you buy? <laughs> oh, it's me. But I am looking forward to that segment. <laughs> the, J- Josh doesn't buy bad <laughs> clothes segment. Yep. Yeah. That'll uh, next week on Boxcards. How and can you listeners, be sure, though? Don't. How do you know until you've actually worn it a couple of weeks and, and put it through the wash a couple of times? You can tell. You can tell from the... the, the the fabric they've used, you can tell from the stitch. This isn't the segment, though. We're doing that next week. Listeners, don't think we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> and I want to say, too, have a look at your running order, Brett. Yes. And what does it say for this segment? I don't mini it. Doesn't, doesn't it say Brett after it? It does underneath. In ah, small type. Right. Um, I don't buy the new Lynx Dry ad. It's, uh, have you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I, I have seen it. I have seen it. I think it's... Um, refresh it's, my memory. It's this dude out and about with a uh, bit of a perspiration problem, like a serious perspiration problem. It's gushing out from under his arms like a, a fire hose, soaking all those around him at the club, on the beach. He just goes out and kind of puts his arms up and he, people are saturated around him. I have seen this. It's kind of funny, and it really illustrates the point quite well. But it's just a total gross out, and it. it I don't. I don't often get affected by things. Yeah, in yeah. that way. I, and I, there's something about this that I, I think you're right, especially when he's with his. Is it his girlfriend? The the narrative of the ad is that the girlfriend encourages him to use Link's Dry because yeah. he's got the problem, and he's he's right up close to her, talking to her at one point, and just. <laughs> Let's her have it right in the face. <laughs> Surely this is a man who should see a doctor, though. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. It's unnatural. <laughs> and also, why doesn't she just get him some shirts with the <laughs> with actual armpits in them? See, this is why I don't buy badly made clothes. Well, it comes out through the armpits and, and all that sort of stuff. But it, it's it's completely you've got to you've got to suspend your your disbelief. For this ad, right? Um, so it's it's obviously in a parallel universe where people actually do <laughs> sweat like that, but it's just gross. It, it is. 
It is. We're doing parallel universes now. I don't buy parallel universes. <laughs> hey, this is James Talier, and you're listening to the spot where you can find out everything good, bad, and otherwise on your box. It's the box cutters. Uh, it round about when we record this show, it's kind of nine a.m., ten a.m. where James Talia is. Mm-hmm. I reckon we could probably get him on the phone, find out what's going on in London. Okay, how's let's London go. Let's do it. Okay, and, no, I, t- <laughs> I didn't mean now. I just meant oh, in future oh, weeks. In future weeks. So if everyone else would stop listening for a moment, we're going to have a planning meeting. <laughs> no, I just think it's a great idea. I, hearing his voice made me realise how great a guest he he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate it at the time, clearly. But now, <laughs> I was, so I think we should uh, get him on the phone uh, in the coming weeks. I, and, I think he knew see. you didn't appreciate it when you were standing at the door going, that was shit, that was shit, never come back. Yeah, sometimes I get angry at the end of a show. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Big Love. We are Ross. talking about Big Love. We mentioned it last week on the show. I've finished watching season one since then, and I thought I'd, uh, I'd give it a bit of a run over since I think it's a fantastic show. I was going to do any things you may have missed, but most people probably haven't had the chance to miss it yet. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it's fair. It only fair. started in May or June on uh, on HBO in the US. It's another HBO show which uh, I've been talking about over the last few weeks uh, really is the, the high point of television at the moment in my opinion and uh, yeah this show this show's a little different it's a little weird but um, but I still think it's a it's a very interesting uh, very interesting show very interesting premise uh, Bill Paxton who we mentioned last week from Twister yes he was also in uh, Mighty Joe Young and True Lies and wasn't he also in Aliens yes right yes uh, he plays a Bill Henriksen who's an up and coming businessman uh, who's built himself up from nothing come from the streets and he has just started up a successful hardware franchise oh well, he hasn't come from the streets yes he has when he get when he got kicked out of his home he was on the streets oh okay fair enough uh, and Bill is also a practicing polygamist. So he's first. Well, he's, a, he's a Mormon. He is a Mormon. So it's it's set in Utah, in Salt Lake City. It's uh, within an old part of his religion mm-hmm. that he believes very strongly in. Yes, yes. Something interestingly that he hasn't necessarily believed strongly in all his life. Yes. Uh, so his first wife, Barb. And he have a family with three lovely children, and he has subsequently married Nikki and the much younger Margie. So he has seven kids, three houses, and one big backyard. Yeah, and I I love that. I love how uh, you can see three very separate houses from the street, mm-hmm. and they're all connected by the backyard uh, because they have to maintain this pretense of not being all married to each other. Yep. Yep. Because it is illegal in Utah, and yep. it's actually uh, quite illegal uh, according to uh, current Mormon law as well. Yes, it is. It is. So, uh, so their own kind, in a sense, they wouldn't consider them their own kind, but a, a, a similar sect of their own religion considers them to be outcasts. Yes. Uh, it, it's quite an unsavory topic, really. I think a lot of people uh, would probably be turned off just by the idea of polygamy, but I think this uh, this show handles it really well, and I think it's very balanced. It's it's not kind of sensationalist with oh look at this guy he gets to sleep with three women a different woman every night and you know they don't they don't kind of do it like that. It's very uh, it's very sympathetic, and you really get uh, 
a feeling of that it's a very loving family. It's just an extended loving family. And uh, but I think uh, I, now you haven't seen any of it yet, have you? Brett? I haven't seen it. No. Yes, and you. I've seen about four or five episodes. Four or five episodes. I think the the thing that I like the most about it is there is there's just a an undertone of menace to the show. There's which is coming which is from brought, where? coming from specifically Harry Dean Stanton. Well, yeah, it is. It, it's coming from this idea that they could get found out as polygamists, and uh, the fact that their house their household is always combusting from one sort of one sort of problem or the other. But very much from uh, from Bill's background, and Bill was brought up in a place called the Compound, which has a lot of practicing polygamists, and he has kind of made a deal with the devil to get his shops off the ground and gone into business with a guy called The Prophet, who is uh, Roman Grant, who's played by Harry Dean Stanton. Spelled with an I? The Prophet? No. No. The Prophet. The Prophet. prophet. Yes. Uh, And he he runs the compound. He runs the compound and, uh, and a lot of other things. And Harry Dean Stanton, I've been a huge fan of his for as long as I can remember. He's he's fantastic, and he he just brings about this. He doesn't have to do much. No, no, to, he's, to he's be a- as evil as as he is in this show. Exactly, it's so subtle, and and that's that's what brought me around to Big Love because the first episode I saw, I didn't I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the time, I was worried that that was the only glimpse of the Harry Dean Stanton character we were going to get. Mm-hmm. But we really see a huge, a huge amount of who he is and why Bill Paxton's character is the way he is as well. Yes, uh, yes. We also see, uh, and his mother, Bill, Bill Paxton's, Paxton's mother. mother. Well, the series starts. I mean, talking about this menace, the series starts with Bill going out to pick up his polygamist father, who is who has been poisoned. And who has uh, is just you know on his deathbed from being poisoned, and they suspect that his mother's the one who's poisoning him. And his mother is played by Grace Zabriskie. Yes, yes. From Twin Peaks, she uh, she was Laura Palmer's mother in Twin Peaks. She was also uh, Susan Ross's mother in uh, Seinfeld. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Yep. So uh, yeah, it's got a yeah, it's got an absolutely fantastic. It's got a fantastic cast, and I think. Uh, yeah, the the scenes in the compound are, are particularly disturbing, and I think as much as the uh, the first half is, you know, the Bill side of things is one side of the coin of polygamy. It is very sympathetic and whatever. You really do see the ugly, horrible side of polygamy with uh, Harry Dean Stanton, who's an eighty-something-year-old man, and, and he's just married a sixteen-year-old. He's just married girl. a sixteen-year-old girl. Yeah, and uh, wives getting reassigned on on a whim. Uh, to other people, if they displease the prophet, and uh, but if they please the prophet, getting assigned more young wives, it, it, it's just quite a uh, it's quite a murky uh, murky little world. But it's it's really interesting to have a show that that gives us a window on uh, on something like that. A uh, couple of fantastic episodes. I think you'll have to keep watching it, Josh, because it, it does get better and better when uh, when Bill's dad and all of his wives move in. To stay in the oh, three really? houses over Easter, and his uh, his dad, used to living with so many women, complains that there's never a free bathroom when you need one, and has taken to always relieving himself in the kitchen sink. <gasps> oh, which uh, doesn't go down well in either, well in in any of the three family homes, really. And essentially, at, at its very basic, it's uh, 
a show about how wonderful family can be and how terrible family can be. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And it's very different and original. And uh, I would suggest downloading it because if uh, Channel 9 ever show it, they'll edit it and then they'll dump it after one episode. Yeah, it's never going to air. Download it. Download the hell out of it. But I don't endorse it. In the last two weeks in the US... New shows have started showing. It's it's part of their fall season. Yes, and we we have got one of them here. We've oh yes, we've got Jericho, Jericho mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And next week, uh, the uh, Survivor, Cook Islands, Pearl Islands, in place someone of, islands in place of Rome, in place of Rome, the is, race race wars Survivor. Yes, that's going to start. Which airing. apparently uh, debuted to very healthy figures in the US. Really, after all that controversy, after all the controversy, Good. it obviously well, uh, obviously the controversy that they generated, yeah, uh, worked. Obviously paid off. Uh, I just want to talk about a couple of shows this week: Jericho and Six Degrees. But um, I'm kind of hoping that over the next few weeks we'll uh, we'll give you the heads up on quite a few of the new shows coming out of the US. Obviously, stuff that we think may interest. We're not going to let you know who's winning the US version of Dancing with the Stars or... Don't care. You know. I don't even know. That sort of thing. I don't even care who's in the Australian version of Dancing with the Stars. Yes, exactly. The first one I'd like to start with, though, is uh, is Jericho. Did either of you guys see Jericho? I missed it. You missed it? I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you taped it? It's, it's somewhere in the archives? The housemate just left today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought, um, yeah, I thought pretty good show. Uh, a little bit smaltzy at times, but uh, I think it's uh, it's a it's a good premise with this uh, Armageddon type end of the world. Are we alone out there? Kind of premise. I think it well, was. Let's um, call it stars Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich, yes. Who uh, gets a mention in the first ever episode of Sopranos? Oh, does he? Yes, I've watched that episode a number of times. What's what's the mention? Oh, uh, when uh, Meadow and her friend, whose name I've forgotten, are talking in the kitchen, and uh, and the friend says, "I was at such and such place, and I kid you not, Skeet Ulrich, as far away from me as you are now." Oh, oh. Uh, and that's because that's back when he was going to be a huge star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who gets a mention in this series? No, James Wan. My buddy James Wan, who really? uh, who directed uh, who directed Saw, really? Yeah, yeah. They uh, they mentioned Saw a couple of times, and how uh, Christopher in his movie dealings wants to wants to find somebody to to you know to make a film similar. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be like Saw. They keep mentioning Saw, and then in the next episode, they actually yeah they name check him. And they say, oh, we're gonna find the next James Wan. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's pretty a, cool. Nice Melbourne boy, make yeah. it big. Yeah, uh, just with Jericho, uh, there's too much. They overuse the music. There's too much music in it. There's a rock song playing every other second, which gets a bit annoying. But uh, I think it's got a lot of potential. Who's and in charge of that? Who's the composer? Scorer? I, I don't know. But that's also the sort of thing that, as a show goes on, they kind of mould, uh, mm. mould it to suit the actual show. They'll work. Workout kinks. Yeah. So yep. I wouldn't uh, disregard it based entirely on that. Yeah. No. No. I think. Uh, yeah. I think Jericho's worth a watch if you get if you get around to it. Uh, the other one I want to talk about was Six Degrees. Uh, this was less impressive. I thought this was the new drama set in New York. It's by. Uh, it's executive produced by JJ Abrams. Right. So it's the new um, Bad Robot. Uh, and it's not set on an island, and it doesn't have a foxy young girl with red hair, and it 
doesn't have uh, uh, a, a whiny top secret top secret agent. Oh, sorry. Was the fo- who was the foxy young girl with red hair? Uh, Felicity. Not foxy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just uh, I this is called Six Degrees and. Obviously, a lot of the show is going to hinge on coincidence right. and the fact that all these uh, all these characters just happen to keep coming across each other in a in a city of eight million. Uh, I I th- kind of think that's going to get annoying pretty quickly. I, I suspect even that, that that they might have named it Six Degrees to make up for the fact that there is all this coincidence in it and kind of justify the fact that oh, you know, you never know who you're going to meet in the city. Right, so uh, that doesn't bode too well for for the drama that I'm working on at the moment called Deus Ex Machina. No. No. (laughs) Uh, Another disappointing thing about Six Degrees was that it tended to rely a bit on stereotypes, I would suggest. The, uh, the, the, The black characters, few though they were, were struggling not to become criminals and were drivers of limousines and stuff working, you know, working for the man. Uh, the Asians were working in... Uh, Grocery stores. Uh, nail. Nail. Places. Uh, nail. Oh, places where they make nails. Manicures. Oh, oh Manicures okay. and pedicures right. and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah. One, one thing that is annoying me about, uh, about the new shows is, uh, is the advertising. Uh, Rome, of, of course, we are talking about before, that's gone. That just sinful, addictive... Whatever the other thing was, that's just a shit way to advertise it. It oh, was a yeah. good show, but it was a terrible way to advertise it. Jericho finished, and uh, you know the uh, preview said, "Oh, the bomb has dropped," but there are so many unanswered questions, and then proceeded to go through all the unanswered questions. And it's like, yeah, we know we were watching the show. You don't really need to just ram it down our throats like we're idiots. So, but but that's the same ad they'll use over the week. Yep. But also time and time so it's again, just they, they didn't they didn't produce the tonight version of the ad. That was stupid for people who. Just I maintain watched. it was stupid. I'm yeah, sure. I'll, I'll agree. <laughs> with it's you. just cheap. Really. I'll agree with you on that. Mm. It it's stupid. It's stupid. it's stupid, Ross. Mm. That's new shows. Are you one of those that follows follows the ads? Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. You know what else I don't buy? Oh, is this the cheap clothes segment? Oh, no, no. that's next week. That's, <laughs> I, I didn't say cheap clothes. Oh, sorry. I said badly made clothes. Badly. Oh, man, I can't wait for that next week. That is next week. Oh, oh, it's that's going to be, so that's gonna be a good one for the video podcast, people, because you bring some clothes into show. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some show and tell, but there's uh, there's mm-hmm. no video podcast. That actually won't work because you're doing it on. You don't buy badly made clothes, so you won't be able to bring any in because <laughs> I'm going to steal them all. Ah, right, excellent. <laughs> I don't excellent. endorse that. <laughs> oh, hang on. I have to say, sorry, before you go into your I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. I don't endorse downloading Jericho. Okay. I think, like, I really, I don't encourage it. I don't endorse it, and I don't plan on doing it. I think we need to support Channel 10 in this exciting new venture. Unless you missed it. Unless you missed it. But don't download episodes before they air. You'd, if you no, can. don't do that. You'd, uh, you'd be struggling to get it downloaded by the time it aired here. I Actually, I've, there are a number of shows that now have pre-air episodes up on the torrent sites, I've noticed. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, I, I don't really encourage that at all. Hey, uh, this is I Don't Buy It. So I've got an I Don't Buy It 
triple attack. <gasps> and this was three consecutive ads in a row that I didn't buy. There, there were shades of David Tench around you just then. Were there? Yeah. Actually, Get him off! Get him off! <laughs> was, I, was, fire. Was, it, was I all animated for a second? Yes. Wow, that's, uh, that's quite interesting. Your head was huge <laughs> that's that's not unusual. dented the ceiling that's not unusual the uh the first of these ads was for big pond uh this is the ad where the father's in the front and he's driving along and the kid's in the back and the kid says why did they build the great wall of china and the father says oh to keep the rabbits out and then cut to him and he's about to give his presentation at school on rabbits mm-hmm. uh i don't know about you guys i grew up in the time before the internet was prevalent. I went to school at the time before the internet was prevalent and we still managed to do research in other ways. And and you, you still managed to know that uh, the Great Wall of China was built to keep out the hordes of Mongols. Exactly, exactly. So, and, and the very least, you know that from The Simpsons. Exactly. So, or South Park. Or South Park. Yes. Yeah. So, Shitty uh, walk. <laughs> then it followed up with Georgie Parker and the lovely Daddo family discussing Latina pasta and they were spruiking its freshness. Together? Yeah. Georgie Parker was one of those price attack type ads. I'd seen her, but I, I, I didn't realise was, there was a Daddo there. No, no there she's two, with the Daddo. No, one Daddo and the Daddo's wife. Yeah, yeah, that's two Daddos. Really? Does, Karina, she, does she qualify as a Daddo? Well, now that she's changed her name from Karina Brown to Karina Daddo. That's true. Is she hoping to break into Australian TV with that little change? I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, they were talking about uh, Latina Pasta and uh, what was her name? Karina Brown. Karina Dado. Dado. Said, oh, it's, it's great. It's, it's so fresh. Six-month-old pasta, pre-packaged and sitting in the supermarket is not fresh. It's, uh, it's fresher than no. 12-month-old pasta that's been sitting in your socks. She is- didn't say it's fresher. She said it's fresh. It's not fresh. It's mouldy old Latina fresh. It's <laughs> well, maybe she just doesn't know what fresh pasta is like. Well, she shouldn't be spruiking it on ads saying, oh, it's fresh if it's not fresh. What? Since, since when is anything that anybody says on an ad guaranteed to be actually true? And since 1997, Brett. No, that's wrong. And then <laughs> ACA was screaming at me saying, uh, everything you know about food storage is wrong. The takeaway time bomb. And that's just absolute bullshit. And that, uh, that had some pearls of wisdom in that, uh, in that story, such as leftovers are very dangerous because you might forget what night you had the original meal. Mm, and therefore, when dangerous. you do eat it, don't, it's don't, gone off. Don't you let might, them get their hands on the knives. <laughs> you might think you cooked it on Sunday and it's Monday, but you actually cooked it on Saturday. Therefore, you're going to die. Why not just keep a texter next to the fridge and write on the container when you put it in the fridge? It's like, what's good for you oh, saying that... Oh, sorry, sorry. That's not the scaremongering tactics that they wanted. <laughs> it's like what's good for you saying that if you, if you eat mouldy bread, then you'll get cancer. Yeah, yeah, it is like that. Anyway, so that was my I don't buy it triple attack. Ba-ba-bam! Hey, um, when I cast my pod... It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. I'd say the pork's been on the table for for a bit tonight. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much been an entire episode of pork. <laughs> and good on it, too. Good on it, too. Hey, Ross, I, I want just, to... I just feel sorry for the listeners who feel like they're getting porked. 
I wanted to uh, check. Oh, no, I don't think so. I think it's uh, it's been entertaining for me. It must have been entertaining for them. <laughs> I wanted to check with you because you're quite a big fan of Survivor. Yes, that's true. In the Rome versus Survivor wars on mm-hmm. Channel Nine, because mm-hmm. they've replaced Channel Nine replaced Rome with New Survivor. Yes. Would you rather have the Rome that they were showing, or would you rather have New Survivor? Uh, if I had the choice, yes. Do I get any thinking music? Do, 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 <laughs> I, I would do, I would have do. said I would have preferred Rome to be on. Yes. But... Ah, yeah, thinking That's... music. But <laughs> uh, given that they were showing the uh, BBC version... Yep. I would probably then prefer Survivor. Right. Right. Or um, maybe they could just put it off for a week and put it into the Thursday 9.30 slot footy yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. It's going. Exactly. They, they do say that they're going to bring Rome back over summer. So, right, we'll but, just what, wait and but see. that BBC version again, I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it won't be any other version. Uh, um, yeah, I'm quite excited about Survivor Race Wars, but I, I'm always excited about Survivor at the start. Yeah, and, and then, then less so season. as it goes on. Uh, and remember how before the show, in the pre show meeting, I said, mm-hmm. I'm sure there was something uh, that I had for the show and I can't remember? Mm-hmm. Well, I remember during the show, mm-hmm. uh, it was a Ray Watch, but, ah, with, ah. Uh, but it's pork time, so let's just. Keep it as part of pork. Okay. Channel 10 News on Tuesday night. Uh, this is the uh, 11 o'clock uh, news bulletin on Tuesday night. The one following Rove. Yes. Uh, they, uh, they had two articles in a row. One was muesli bars. Because the study just come out saying that a big fry up with eggs and bacon and, and a fried tomato had... Less fat than than some of the breakfast bars, and this is and this is the thing they had they had that must have been a four or five minute news item. It was on, everywhere on this on this muesli bar thing. One of the things that really got me though was that they said, "Oh, with fried eggs and bacon and even a tomato." <laughs> like, oh, that tomato's really just going to push you over the edge, isn't it? <laughs> Following that news item was mm. another scaremongering item about how uh, water vaporizers are just going to kill children. What oh, that, really? What are water vaporizers? Oh, you put water in and uh, and it vaporizes to kind of clear your sinuses and stuff. Have, uh, do you have one of those for your children? No, no, we no? we don't want to kill fry. Though. So, it's, so right. it's, well, see, that's maybe why. if we're thinking. Not so sure. We'll get a water vaporizer. Yeah. So, is it actually for the sinuses or is it a humidifier? Uh, no, this is this is more a water vaporizer. And to show, so you, so you directly breathe in the steam. Yes, and to show what they were saying, they didn't really have any of the products they were talking about. They had a woman with a towel over her head over a steaming bowl of of water. Yeah, that maybe she'd mix some Vicks in because that's quite good for cleaning sinuses. Maybe some eucalyptus, mm-hmm. and how ridiculously dangerous that is, and causes many burns a year. Now, yeah, hot water, hot <laughs> news just in. <laughs> Thanks, Channel Ten. Bloody hell! Um, you know, I'm so close to just giving up on television altogether. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Certainly free to air. Yeah, well, get cable. It's excellent. Wait a minute! You were you were going off cable like three months ago. Me? Yeah, the big plan to rid yourself of Foxtel. And instead, well, all I did was uh, well, that was before Fox Eight started showing a whole lot of uh, first run shows that I wanted to see, uh, and 
essentially before the Comedy Channel had uh, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Now, I think that the... Uh, and also, I've reduced my spend, my monthly spend. I've gotten rid of a whole lot of channels that I didn't use. Uh, I do miss... I Actually, I never thought I'd say this, but I do miss the sports channels. Oh, okay. I miss not having the cricket when I want it. And yep. I also miss the mm-hmm. crazy sports you would see on ESPN, like the uh, American National Spelling Bee. and or Extreme Ironing. Uh, extreme Ironing, I never saw. But I'm not sure if it's televised, but it's a, it's an extreme sport where you go to extreme places and iron. Ah. I have seen I have seen a, an article about that. Uh, I thought you just held the clothes up against your against your face and ironed. Oh, ow! That would hurt. <laughs> not if you're extreme. True, uh, and also things like uh, the uh, the the best outdoor dogs sports, where uh, the dogs go through all these. Uh, Oh, those dog shows are great. Aren't they fantastic? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there, there and you s- get suckered into that so easily. Once you've watched the first dog, you have to see how the second dog competes, and then you feel sorry for the third dog because it doesn't swim as well. So it's like the the pal time trial. Yeah, yeah, those sort of ones. Kind of, and and so it's it's how well these dogs are trained. Uh, there there are dogs that uh you know do sheep uh, herding. There are dogs that go jump th- out into water for some reason and uh, swim out and then swim back and- because they they're going for ducks. So these are duck hunting dogs, and uh, and it's all about how well the trainer has trained the dog and is calling out to the dog, straight, 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 left, 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 right, right, come in, come in, come in, come in. Mm. And it's fascinating. Yep. I miss stuff like that. <laughs> yep. I, I, I really do. I would miss that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, if the I The dog ever... dancing contest, they're always good too. Oh, yeah, they're fun. Yeah. They're fun. Anything with dogs. Yeah. There's this great... If you have cable, there is this great show on Animal Planet called Cell Dogs... Uh, about prisoners who uh, are in this program where they get to train a stray dog that was going to be put down uh, because it was just unruly and, and di- nobody wanted it. And they train uh, it into an excellent family pet. Poignant. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Everyone wins out of that. The family wins, the dog wins, the cellmates win. It's really it's heartwarming and has dogs in it. Yeah, fantastic. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 54. I want to say thank you very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for broadcasting... No, not for broadcasting, for recording this mm-hmm. podcast each and every week. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net if you've got a blank says or if you just want to say hello or if you know if there was a sequel to Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Yes, because... The reason we asked that is because there was a prequel we found out to Romy and Michelle. Yes, which is uh, airing on... Uh, Channel 7 on some night this week. After Romy and Michelle. After Romy and Michelle. It looks terrible. Mm. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.